Welcome, Pepperdine fans and sports fans, back to another season of Sports Waves, Malibu's only sports talk podcast. My name is Carl Winter. I'm a senior at Pepperdine University, the digital editor of Pepperdine Graphic Media, and an athlete for the Pepperdine Waves. For this first episode of Sports Waves this season, I will be joined by the starting goalkeeper for Pepperdine women's soccer, Zoe Cleveley. Pepperdine women's soccer is off to a great and nationally ranked start to their season. Pepperdine women's volleyball has gotten their season off on the right foot. Pepperdine men's water polo is starting their season very shortly. So fall sports are in full swing in Malibu. I am doing this episode solo, so I will spare all of you me talking to myself. But in future episodes, I'll be joined by staff writers for Pepperdine Graphic Media, Joe Doonan, who is a senior and a new freshman staff writer, Austin Lede, who will join me and we'll talk some professional sports. We'll talk NBA, MLB, NFL seasons starting to get going. And we'll have all that and more for you on future episodes, but we'll keep this one short and we'll get straight into the interview with Zoe Cleveley. It's a great interview. I'm sure you guys will enjoy it, so let's get right into it. So we're here with our first Sports Waves guest of the fall 2021 semester, and it's Zoe Cleveley, the starting goalkeeper for the number eight women's soccer team in the country, the Pepperdine Waves. Zoe's the West Coast Conference Defensive Player of the Week for the first week of the season, posting clean sheets against USC and San Diego State to start off the season. The team's 3-1 and one to start off the year. Zoe's also a redshirt senior from Newport Beach, California. And before we get into the soccer stuff, Zoe, you know, it's your first day kind of back on campus with a full bustling campus here after a very a very quiet several months here at Pepperdine. So what's that been like um, just to see campus kind of come back to the way it was before March of 2020? Yeah, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. This is my first podcast ever, and I'm really excited to do it. But it's been kind of weird seeing everyone back on campus. You know, it's been over a year, and like just seeing all the fresh faces of people that aren't athletes because most of the people I've been seeing around are the athletes and we've been doing all the COVID stuff together. And it's weird because there's like two whole classes of people I haven't really gotten to know and that I don't recognize a lot of people, but um, I'm really excited to get to know everyone and get to know the new freshmen, the sophomores. And it's been really special, especially um, since this past year, I didn't get to know like our now sophomores who were then freshmen that well. And just being able to get to know them better and to know this new freshman class has been really exciting. And, um, yeah, there's just, like, a lot of energy on campus, and I'm tapping into it, and I'm loving it. Yeah, it's definitely been strange getting to know. You know, there was a class that was abroad, and now there's two classes that haven't really seen campus at all. So it's exciting to to get to know them. And it's so strange seeing lines at Starbucks again and in the cafeteria again and parking is a mess again. So there's good and bad. You know, for me, I've kind of felt like a little bit overwhelmed after all of this, you know, social interaction that we haven't had for the better part of a year and a half. Have you felt that way at all, or are you more of an extrovert and just excited to see everyone back on campus and, and stoked to have this type of social interaction? I think it definitely kind of goes both ways for me. I've gotten, I, I would consider myself an extrovert, but I definitely think I've become more introverted, and I think a lot of people I know close to me would agree with that. Like, we've just gotten really comfortable with hanging out with, like, the same 10 people and the people on your team this past year. So, um I think it's going to take a little bit of all of us kind of coming back out of our shell and like finding that like extroverted parts of ourselves again. And like, you know, I'm really excited. I'm 
well, I'm excited because I have one class, but I'm sad that I only have one class because I would love to get to know other people. And the best way to do that is through the Pepperdine classes. So, yeah. Got it. Yeah. So as a redshirt senior, you're you're finishing up your degree. You mentioned you only have one class. Was that an easy decision to decide to come back for a fifth year uh, at Pepperdine with the, the spring or the season being moved to the spring and then it being shortened? You know, you're not the only one on your team who decided to come back and use that extra eligibility from COVID. So what was that decision like? And are you stoked to be back here for another year? I am so stoked to be here. I think it was a really easy decision for me. It's something I have been thinking about for a while because I registered in my freshman year, and then my junior year, I also tore my ACL. So that was supposed to be my year. I was going to step in and, like, be the one my junior year, and I tore my ACL four games in, and it was just absolutely heartbreaking. And, um, I, you know, coming back from that, all I was thinking about before my junior year and after that was wanting to come back and just be the one for my team again and, like, be a wall back there and, like, do something special for this team. And... um I, you know, it's almost, it's very emotional. And one of my um, older, one of my teammates, Joelle Anderson, she said it really well too, because she came back. She she was drafted and she still came back. And a lot of people were asking her, I think her answer was perfect, but like, they're like, why did you come back? And she was, it was just the easiest decision. If I had the opportunity to come back and play with this team again, with these girls, I'm so close to my sisters, win a championship and just, be with this team for one more semester it's such a special environment it's a special culture we're truly a family and I wouldn't miss out on that for the world so it was really easy for me to choose to come back here you know especially after going through so much with this team to have the opportunity to come back and have be able to you know go for a championship with these girls again yeah just super easy (laughs) Yeah, and thankfully it was a short wait with a weird uh, turnaround from going from a spring season right back into a fall season. And I feel like we are overusing the word stoked, but we've we've started off a very exciting start to the season for you guys. You go from, you know, not making the NCAA tournament last year, which is kind of the standard for this program. And within a week, you're in the top 10 in the country, two big victories on the road, um, you know, maybe a couple minutes against Long Beach State that you guys would like to have back. But otherwise, a great 3-1 and one start. And so what can you say about the way the first four games have gone? on Um, and especially for you you mentioned you know you waited for your time to be the one and now you are the one starting goalkeeper back there and have had a great start to the season so what's that meant for you guys to start off on the right foot that the way that you have well I think uh, I think we've a lot of us a lot of the girls on the team if not all of us have just had such a really good feeling about this season really good energy we keep saying there's great vibes you know that's kind of been the the phrase we've been tossing around and you know I think that 2-0 win against USC was just what we needed to get that, you know, get those vibes really rolling for real. And I think it really proves to the country and to everyone else, like what Pepperdine soccer really is about, like what we have in us. Um, Like you said, there are some minutes we'd like to have back against Long Beach, but I was saying this to the team and, you know, not that I'm happy that it happened. If something like that is going to happen though, I'm glad it happened now and not later on in the season um, I think it's going to give us an extra edge to moving forward. But, you know, there's never success without failure. And, you know, I probably would have felt – I don't think, you know, we go – You, no one goes through a season without having a game like that. And, like I said, I'm glad we got it out early. But it just pumps me up. Like, I am so fired up for this season. And just, like, seeing the way our team has been playing, especially, like, last night, too, we went down early on an egregious PK call – 
that's all I'm going to say about that. And then coming back on the road and, you know, getting four goal, winning four to one. I think this just shows how much heart our team has, how much grit we have. And, you know, I think everyone should watch out for us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I did the game last night. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to see it wasn't live stream. So what happened on the PK? I saw that it was also it was missed or you saved it and then they got the rebound. That was first 10 minutes of the game against UC Riverside in a late night Sunday game. So you want to walk us through that and also how, how you guys came back from it. Four different goal scorers and you guys are able to put away uh, the Highlanders on the road. Yeah, absolutely. So. I'll walk you through the play. So basically, you know, they played a few ball in. Trinity Watson, she's amazing, so fast. She gets in front, super strong, gets in front of the player. Player clips her heels. She face plants. That should have been a foul right there. Like, it was just, it was an egregious foul. Um, Kelsey Hill comes in and is covering. we got a 1v1, top of the box, gets the ball, all ball. I would know. I was, like, six inches away. Um, and the ref decides to call PK, and, you know, everyone's losing it. Like, this is... And we're frustrated because, you know, especially after that game against Long Beach State, we're like, no way do we deserve this. And we were so ready for this game, you know. But I felt pretty confident, got on the line, I guessed the right side, and I, I saved the PK. But unfortunately, it rebounded towards the middle. It was kind of a high ball, rebounded super high towards the kicker. And she just put it in the back of the net as I was scrambling to get up. So that was frustrating, but everyone was Everyone was pissed in, like, a really good, controlled way. Like, no way we're letting this go down. We got in the huddle, and I was like, we were like, we're going to win this game 10-1 to 1 right now. Like, let's go. And um took us, uh, like, 15, 20 minutes to get that, that um, equalizer in. But that was sort of, like, when the floodgates opened. And I think uh, the biggest moment for us was, well, first of all, Congrats to Tabitha. She got her first start that night, and she put away that first goal, the equalizer, which was killer. She's a freshman. She's going to do amazing things for this team. And then in the, like, last ten seconds, like, last five seconds of the game, of the the half, Layla McFarland goes in for a fast break, and um, we get a PK off of that, and Trinity Watson puts it away. So that's awesome. Going into the second half, I was still like, hey, you guys, we've got eight more goals to score, you know. And we were just ripping them apart in the second half. We were playing some amazing soccer. We just ha- were completely composed, playing the Pepperdine soccer, the beautiful game, as our coach Tim would say. Um, we probably had more goals than us that night, but I'm glad that we were able to put those next two away. I think um, we had Helen Schaefer score, which is amazing. She came back on. And then who scored the other goal? I can't remember. Yes, I think it was Carly. Yeah. So... Big time goals to everyone. I'm I'm glad to see. I'm really happy to see it spread out. Um, I think it shows the depth that our team has, and we make a lot of subs on the team. And that's because everyone on this team can be a starter, and I think that showed last night too. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. The roster construction, you know, it's kind of exciting because you have players like yourself and Joel and Calista who are back for a fifth year, and you know, well-established players, but also, you know, no one's. No one's sad when we're bringing in substitutes because we have such a deep roster um, of young and exciting players as well. So who who should we look out for? Maybe a young and exciting player that you know could score a goal at an important moment or could play important minutes here and there, even if they're only on the pitch for 10-15 minutes. Who brings that spark to the team when you know you're able to bring so many players in? Yeah, well, there's so many people coming to my mind. Um, one of which who I think has really been shining in like kind of a quieter way. She has a quieter voice. Is uh, 
Jules, Juliana Duckett, she's coming in as a sophomore and playing that sixth position, going in where Maddie Cook was last year. Maddie Cook was a huge player for us. She was just like a shark out there hunting the ball down. She was a beast. And Jules is coming into that spot and just fully living into Maddie Cook's legacy. She's out there. She's not the tallest player, but she's she acts like she's the tallest player. She's winning those header balls there and just really locking it down for us in that um um, holding mid uh, position she's doing fantastic um, as I mentioned before Tabby one of her freshmen really proud of her like I said putting in her she got her first start she's been killing it and she put put a goal in and she's a really crafty player and I think she's going to do some great things for this program and another girl that I came to my mind when I was thinking was Skylar NG she she's going to come in she plays midfield for us and we've been playing this new diamond um, midfield shape so she'll be playing on the wide of the diamond and she just has some great composure on the ball some amazing soccer IQ and she, I I just know that she's really really close to getting in her first goal soon one of these games so yeah <laughs> yeah a lot of different goal scorers in the first four games which has been really exciting and you know the schedule doesn't get any easier for you guys after playing you know USC and San Diego State in the first week and and Long Beach is still a good team um even though we would have liked to have that one back at home so what are you excited about the rest of the regular season as we go on in a couple more home games but some tough ones on the road I think BYU and Santa Clara are both on the road this year and they're always tough opponents so what are you looking forward to as the team you know there's a little bit of pressure now you've ranked in the top 10 and so uh so what are you excited about as we look to protect that ranking, get back into the tournament, hopefully compete for a conference title? You know, I'm just excited to live up to that ranking. You know, we are kind of talking about it. We want to stay humble. You know, we only play two games and we get this ranking. But at the same time, the back of our mind, we're all like, well, why didn't we get ranked number one? You know, <laughs> but we have to live into it. Um, we have a lot of work to do. And I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm excited to go beat BYU and Santa Clara in their home field, especially after what Santa Clara you know, kind of has done with us the past few years. We have, you know, last year and last in the spring, not last year, um, we lost them four to three in golden goal, you know, and one of those goals is a PK. We don't know, you know, again, like, was it a PK? Was it not? You know, the PK is what tied it up. And it's like, they go on to win a national championship, which is amazing for the WCC, but it's like Santa Clara can win a national championship. So can we, but you know, we're back to basics. That's our theme this year. We're just, you know, back to basics, meaning just get that first pass right, get your touches right. You know, we call it sweep the sheds, you know, clean up after yourself on the field. And when you do those little things, um, the little things really do make a big difference and it's bottom up. And, you know, our goal really isn't it, um, to win championships, but to live into our mission statement. Um, and I'll go ahead and say that now because this is, we always recite this at practice and everything, but our mission is to live a life of constant ascension through the pursuit of a higher purpose, excellence, and competitive greatness. So honestly, I'm just really excited to see our team live into that mission statement. And if we do that, there's going to be some amazing things to come. And I'm, I'm just hoping that this is Pepperdine. This Pepperdine team plays the most games a Pepperdine team has ever done. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we couldn't be more excited to watch you guys do it. I mean, Coach Tim Ward has had a ton of exciting teams in his time. He knows what it takes to bring a team to that level. And I think this is the best that I've ever seen in my time at Pepperdine, just the, the talent that we've assembled this year. 
and and what you guys have already done. But obviously, there's a lot more to come after these first four games. So, and I know that you guys feel that you haven't even come close to your potential yet. So, I'm excited about it, and excited about other teams on campus as well. Uh, you know, women's volleyball has gotten off to a great start, three and zero start, and men's water polo looks to get back to the NCAA tournament. So, what are some of the other teams on Pepperdine's campus that you like to follow that you're excited about this year? Men's golf is coming off a national title, but I know there are some other teams that could compete for that national title as well, including your own team. So what other teams do you like to watch on campus? Because, you know, I like to watch all of them. Yeah, well, I'm super stoked about getting to watch the men's volleyball team. I want to give a big shout out to them. Um, There's been a group of those guys coming out. to. They've been to like almost every single one of our games. They drove to our San Diego game. They're going to our Riverside game. And they're just bringing the best energy to our game. We've got announcers talking about them like, oh, we love those guys, you know. They're just awesome. It's great to see them there, and they really lift the morale of the team and bring some energy that definitely wasn't there before. So we're really looking forward to going and supporting them at their games, and I think they have a national championship insights for them too. You know, they got some amazing players coming in. they got some amazing returners, some fifth years, and they're hungry. I've been talking to them, and they are hungry, and they want that national championship. So I think that's in reach too. And I'm really close with a lot of the women on beach um, – the beach volleyball team and I'm really excited for them too they've got some amazing players I know the last spring wasn't what they were looking for but I know that they have so much more in them and that they're ready to prove that and I'm really excited to go especially on their new beach courts and just support them cheer them on and see them freaking can I say kick ass I want to see them kick ass you know those girls are badass and I sometimes I'm like damn I wish I was a beach volleyball player you know so I'm really excited for their season as well yeah, that's been something I've really gotten into at Pepperdine. You know, volleyball is not huge where I come in from in Northern California, so men's volleyball and beach volleyball is super fun to watch, both of them, um, especially here on campus. Yeah, and the men's team, they, they're losing only one starter in Noah Dyer, who's obviously a big loss, but, you know, other, other top teams in the country have lost more than that, and they're they're hungry. You know, like you said, Austin Wilmot is back, and Spencer Wickens is back, and we have some good transfers, so I'm really stoked to watch them compete for a national title as well. And you mentioned them coming to support you guys, which is awesome. You know, I think that's a great part of the culture here in athletics at Pepperdine. It's a small school. Everybody kind of supports everybody. Do you guys feed off that energy when they're able to come to games? You know, at that first home game you guys had, pretty big crowd on hand by our standards. And so does that help you guys when they're out there, they're cheering you guys on, they're maybe trying to get in the other team's head a little bit? Do you feed off that energy at all when you're out there? Oh, you have no idea how much we feed off that energy when we hear them, you know, heckling the other team or coming up with someone who was yelling, like, Ted Lasso special. Like, you know, when we have a free kick and Liv Packer on her team, she's part of the WLC, and she gets on the field last night, and Spencer Wilkins is yelling, WLC represent. And, you know, she's trying not to laugh on the field, you know, but it's all good energy. It's like, you know, when you make a save and you can hear your friends on the sideline, like, just losing it for you or – you you meg someone and, the, and they're like yeah yelling at the other teams just brings a whole nother level and honestly I haven't like this is the first year I've had you know supporters that are like that crazy on the sideline and like that's great you know if you feel like you want to want to be crazy on the sideline please come to our games like look up the rosters of the other team like cheer for us you know we love it it, it brings a completely different edge especially when you're out there an away game, it's an away crowd, and they're all yelling at the ref, they're yelling at you, and in the midst of that, there's, like, four guys yelling back at the crowd, like, just steadfast supporting you, you know, it just, you know, you can really feel the love, and, you know, we'd love to see some more of that, too, especially at our home games. 
Yeah, absolutely. I was excited to see the crowd here, you know, at the new, you know, with the new grass and everything at Pepperdine. Uh, water polo team was out there. My, my friends on the cross country team were out there and just trying to get into the head of the other team. And it makes a difference, especially when it's a, you know, small venue, small crowd. You know, usually we're not playing in front of huge stadiums. You can hear every voice in the stands, I feel like, which, you know, is good when you're, when you're the home team and you got that crowd behind you. And sometimes it could get into your head if you're, if you're the visiting team. So I thought that was really exciting as well. And, you know, hopefully we're able to bring that same energy for men's volleyball because they can hear every voice in the stands as well. And I know that, that they like it when, you know, you try to get into the head of the server of the other team. So it's absolutely exciting. Yeah, and Zoe, there's one other sport that I wanted to bring up with you, which is not one that Pepperdine sponsors or a professional sport, and that's snowboarding. Because, you know, I've seen you with, like, Mammoth Gear, Mammoth Lakes, which is somewhere that I love to go and ski. I'm not a snowboarder. So I just wanted to ask you about that and how you got into it and, and how much you're able to still snowboard, you know, during college and whether you still get up there as well during the off season. Wow, I am so excited that you asked me about this because I've literally been dreaming about getting back on the slopes. But... I've been, gosh, I think my parents put me on skis when I was like two and a half. I was kind of a big toddler, so it kind of worked, you know. And I skied until I was like four or five, and I was like, you know, I want to snowboard like my parents. And snowboarded, I've been snowboarding since then. Didn't actually get, like, good at snowboarding until I was probably like 16 or 17. But, you know, you could always find me like two to three times, Mammoth, Tahoe, every season, and um, I did that up until I tore my UCL in 2019, and I haven't been snowboarding since then, you know, because I was so nervous, you know, right after I got cleared. I was like, oh, I wanted this to be the year I hurt myself, and I have to call my coach and tell him, yeah, you know, I just got cleared, but I messed my knee up again. So I took this last winter off, and um, let me tell you, the moment our season is done, I'm going to be doing a bomber run to Mammoth that weekend. So if you want to go with me, like, I'm, we're going to go and – I don't care what came out of my car or stay in um, Lone Pine or something because I'm so ready to get back on the slopes. It's, you know, my other sport that I love to do. And um, like like I said, I literally have dreams about snowboarding. And my family, they just moved to Idaho, um, and there's some great boarding there too. And I had to go this season and just, like, babysit my little sister over there on the slopes at the lodge, and it was just excruciating. But, you know, it's going to be worth the wait, and I know it's just going to be – come right back to me and I am so excited for that too not that I want my season to end but when it is over we do have the snowboarding season ready to go yeah hopefully November early December uh, the, the mountains will be open and we'll get a good snow year and we can head up there you know as soon as you're done winning a national championship or whatever it might be so what what are your what's your favorite run at Mammoth and also where do you ski in Tahoe I'm from Northern California so I, I do like hitting the mountains up there in Tahoe as well I haven't been to Tahoe too much, but um, the last time I was there was a Christmas. We snowboarded Heavenly, which has, like, this great lake view. And it was uh, the morning after Christmas, and we went out there. No one was on the mountain, and there was, like, three feet of fresh. And we were so stoked. I was. I remember going down, and, like, you just have to ride, glide across the top, especially in the board. You know, you lift that front tip up and lean back. And I turned around to, like, throw some shakas at my mom because I was so stoked. And boom, my tip of my board went in and I was like neck deep in snow and it took me like half an hour to dig myself out and get back down the mountain. But honestly, it was totally worth it. And at Mammoth, hands down, my favorite run at Mammoth is Quicksilver, which is, you know, coming off the, you could take Cloud Nine up there and kind of go around and take that down or um, kind of the backside of, 
Is it Gold Rush, I think? Yeah, backside of Gold Rush, and you take Quicksilver down, and you'll end up in Eagle Lodge. But that's my favorite run when the sun starts to hit it, and it gets a little soft, you know, especially if there's a lot of snow there. It's just, like, for me, the perfect, like, angle, and it's wide enough, and you got little trees here and there if you want to rip through those. And, yeah, hands down, I'll, I could do that run all day long. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I love to ski Heavenly as well. Uh, you know, beautiful mountain, one of my favorite mountains because I, you know, it's driving distance from where I live, which is great. And I'd have to say my favorite run at Mammoth is Cornus, you know, at the top of Chair 23, kind of drop in. It looks like a wall initially. It's really intimidating. Um, but Quicksilver is a great run too. You know, those of you who don't snowboard or ski, um, I'm sorry you had to listen to this, but, uh, you know, get up on the mountain. It's a lot of fun, even though it's pretty hard to learn at first. Uh, it's a little bit maddening if you fall enough times. But, yeah, we're excited for snow season, but we have that to look forward to when our respective season ends. So, yeah, I think that's, that's all the time I want to take from you, Zoe. But is there anything else that you want to plug or that you're looking forward to this year or your own social media or anything else that you want to add as we uh, finish up? You know, just really excited like, and sad that this is kind of like my last semester. So please just come support our games. If you see me on campus, come and talk to me about games, whatever you want. I want to get to meet as many people as possible before I'm done at Pepperdine. And, uh, yeah, go Waves. No doubt. Go Waves. And I believe next home game for the Waves soccer is September 9th against UC San Diego. Um, do you guys have an away game before that? Uh, we are taking off to Nashville on Wednesday, and we play Lipscomb, um, I think, Thursday, and Vanderbilt on Sunday. So definitely tune into those live streams because those are going to be really, really, two really good NCAA games. You know, those are the NCAA commission is going to be looking at those games and those results and to put us into the tournament. And Vanderbilt and Lipscomb are both really good teams. So. Tune in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Coach Tim Moore doesn't mess around with the schedule, and it's for good reason. It'll it'll hopefully uh, help the Waves get into the NCAA tournament, um, and hopefully we can also tack on a WCC title to that as well. So excited for the rest of the soccer season and the rest of the Pepperdine season. As, you know, Zoe begins her super senior year here at Pepperdine, I begin my senior year. We could not be more excited to be back with Sports Waves and with Pepperdine Athletics. Thank you guys for listening. Waves fans, we will have more Pepperdine Waves content coming to you here on the Sports Waves podcast, as well as talk of professional sports with co-hosts coming up in the coming weeks. I can promise you that we'll have more great interviews like this one. So to follow us, get connected on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to Sports Waves wherever you might listen to podcasts for more sports content. You can follow Pep Graphic at P-E-P-P Graphic on Twitter or Instagram or go to our website, pepperdine-graphic.com for all of the graphics content. Again, that's pepperdine-graphic.com. Sports Waves is a Pepperdine Graphic Media podcast production. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon.